Hey, it's Scott Rockfile back with another podcast for your ears. Going to do a bit of a radio rant. So if you're not into things all radio, this may be boring to you, but I haven't done one of these in a while and something came up and, well, you know, I got to feel the muse upon me. So here we go. For the last couple of weeks as a radio programmer, I've been getting singles that just aren't rock songs. Now, before I start getting messages that you're old, you don't have an open mind, you're not with today. Listen, I run a progressive rock station that's been around for 11 years with listeners around the world. It has a deeper playlist than any of my rock stations, and it plays some really weird, out there, evolved, crazy stuff. I have a wide taste, but when it comes to programming rock stations, they need to sound like rock stations, period, end of story. I'm fine with the occasional ballad. I'm fine if, you know, Avenged Sevenfold or Guns N' Roses want to do something experimental. Great. Metallica did some experimental stuff and radio didn't play it. Great. You know, <laughs> as a radio programmer, we're a mass appeal thing, right? And, but we don't want everything to sound the same. So I was going to do a podcast railing against, I don't know if it's producers, if it's management, if it's the record label, but I keep getting singles from up and coming bands that sound like they belong on top 40 radio, at least until about a minute or two into the song. And then they start growling or screaming or emoing or whatever you call it. Um, and I got like five singles in a row that were all built on the same template. We're going to start with this kind of telephone effect, and then it's going to broaden out, and then there's going to be that half second of, and then it's going to go into it. And somebody's going to tell me, well, that's what metalcore is. That's what hard rock is. That's what really. <laughs> if I put some of these songs next to Zeppelin, next to Godsmack, next to any of the rock that's well-known and played every day on a rock station, it doesn't fit. I, the average listener is not going to wait a minute or two for the song to catch up to where, oh, this does sound like a rock song. Now, again, radio's not Spotify. And if this kind of thing, watering down a format to have more spins or more listens or whatever on uh, Spotify. Great, but that's not what radio is. Radio is a listening experience, and we have peaks and valleys. We have fast songs and slow songs, heavy songs and what, but a format is a format. And will I step out? Sure. To give you an example, and I'm, this is what we're about to get into, is the country crossover crap. Anyway, you've got these up-and-coming bands who, again, I don't know if it's the producer, the label, the management, or them who are saying, let's make these songs sound slick. Look, I started radio in the 80s. You want to talk about slick? And I saw overproduced rock get pushed out by grunge. In the early 2000s, I saw overproduced rock and alternative get pushed out by heavier, more bare bones, if you will, less produced and more just real. I've said in many podcasts why I gravitate towards rock music in my life because I love going somewhere, indoors or outdoors, to see a bunch of young dudes, young girls, whoever, giving me 150% to impress me with their songs, to impress me with their live show. I'm not the biggest fan of going to see these artists who've been around for 50 years who are going to sit on stools and just play their old hits. That's fine for a certain kind of evening. But what gets my blood pumping is going to see a band giving it their all and blowing me away. These overproduced songs will never give you that feeling live. They're going to trigger them from a laptop. They'll finally start playing about a minute into the song. It just doesn't work, guys, as far as rock goes. 
look, I'm not sitting here talking about country, rap, pop, although I program those radio stations and I'm a professional programmer in all of those formats. But I'm a rock dude from birth. I was into rock bands growing up. I was into rock bands before radio. Rock radio has become the thing I'm known for. But I like all kinds of music. I was a trumpet player. I like jazz. I like classical. I like great pop music. I have every album ABBA has ever put out before anybody says I'm not open to other kinds of music. But again, think about a radio station. Your favorite rock station, growing up or now, when you turn it on, you expect a certain thing out of it, a certain sound. You want, I feel like rocking right now, and boom, you turn it on, whether it's the Rolling Stones or Metallica or Godsmack or Disturbed or whoever comes out of the speakers, you are happy you expect that. And you turn it on and you hear the new song from Jelly Roll or the new song from Hardy or the new song that doesn't sound like it belongs on, you know, next to Taylor Swift on a pop station. Again, I'm fine with variety. I'm fine with bands trying something new. But when I get four, five, six singles in a row, they're all built on the same template. They all sound exactly the same. They're as generic. 20 years ago, everybody complained that everybody was starting to sound like Creed and Nickelback. So now we have a new thing. Everybody's trying to sound like uh, Falling in Reverse and Asking Alexandria or whoever. You will become a bigger rock band. And I'm... Again, not talking to pop, jazz, R&B, anything else. I know rock music, right? You will become a bigger rock band if you have your own sound. If you write songs that are good, that you can play them acoustically, or you can play them fully produced in a studio, or you can play a version of them live that sounds great in all three versions. Rick Beato is a record producer in Atlanta. He did a, a... a lot of breakdowns of songs and said about most modern pop music, these songs won't be covered. When Adele gets older, she's not going to pick a song from 2023 for the most part, because these songs, most of the songs on the pop charts are not good songs. They're not written as good songs. They're written as some mumble rap over a beat. Sometimes there's a little more to it, but a lot of them aren't. And that's, it's now seeping into other formats. Country has a lot of that where the songs just aren't. Remember, Songs have hooks. Songs have things you can hold on to. Some songs are so great, I want to go sing that this weekend. You know, that kind of thing. And most of modern pop songs today don't have that quality about them. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let rock go that way. I don't care how old you are, young or old, when you turn on a rock station, you expect to rock. That's a pretty simple thing. Guitar, bass, drums, a singer, the occasional keyboard, we play a wide variety of rock on my station in Alaska, and I play a wide variety of rock on my hard rock station on the internet. And again, I'm rejecting many, many songs from up-and-coming bands. They don't fit what I'm doing. So that was the podcast I was going to have a week or two ago, and then this week happened. This week, I've gotten five or six country crossover singles. Not just Hardy, who did have a number one rock hit and who's on his second. Not just Jelly Roll, who had a number one rock hit and is on his second. Um, You've got Hailstorm doing something with Ashley McBride. You have several crossovers. You've got a guy who was kicked out of Saving Abel, covering a Saving Abel song with a country singer so he can get away with it. Um, uh, Several up-and-coming country stars. No less than five or six country crossover singles. So let me go back to the beginning of this. If it doesn't rock, I'm not playing it. And before you say, well, you know, we need to share audience and radio, we need really. 
Somebody made that argument to me back in the 90s. Travis Tritt released a cover of Atlanta Rhythm Section's Homesick. Really rockin' version. I had a classic-leaning rock station that was having a hard time finding new rock to play from about 89 to the early 90s. We were playing Eric Clapton's new album, Stevie Ray Vaughan's new album, stuff like that, and the Travis Tritt version of Homesick fit. The station doesn't play it to this day, but at the time, yeah, that was fine. And to go a step further, my rock station in, in Alaska does play Jelly Roll's big hit. I think it sticks out on the station, but it was a big enough rock hit that I'm not going to pull it off because, well, he is a country entertainer. He's been blues and all that, but a country entertainer and hardy, country entertainer of the year. Why do we need these in rock? If you're in a giant market in, say, Texas, and everybody's kind of muddying, muddying that water between country and rock, I get that. <laughs> But I have a country station here among my six, and I don't want to play. I don't. I listen to that station, and we talk about Hardy and Jelly Roll all the time, and now I'm going to talk about those artists on my rock station? I don't think so. And let that for the rest of the singles. What is it doing for rock radio to bring those country singles and those country people over? It's not helping us. It's helping them. It's helping their record label. It doesn't help us. How often do you see rock bands crossing over the other way? It's pretty rare. It is pretty rare these days. Aerosmith did it once. I know Steven Tyler put out an album like that, but, you know, it doesn't happen hardly at all. And yet it seems every few years the labels go for this because of a trend or whatever, because Yellowstone is so huge and all that kind of stuff, that these country acts are going to cross over to rock. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I am going to stand at the gate of, of country crossover and pop crossover we are rock stations, and I, for every rock promer, programmer out there, I am on your side. Because a consultant tells you that Hardy or Jelly Roll fits or is going to get you more listeners, tell them no. <laughs> I mean nothing against the artist. I mean nothing against the labels. If the songs weren't good enough, we wouldn't play them anyway. And I do play a Jelly Roll song on my rock station, but I've never played Hardy on my rock station. The songs weren't rock enough. I hope that they do have crossover success. I hope all artists do well with their art as long as it's art. Those, both of those artists I mentioned do good music, do good songs, do good shows. I have nothing against them, but they don't belong on my rock station. And when I have to go through single after single, and I've got independent record promoters, record labels, um, chart representatives hitting me up on some of this stuff that is obviously not rock. The bands have stories. I'll give them that. They have followings. I'll give them that. I mean, these days, bands have to sell like 100,000 copies of their EP or get 100,000 spins on Spotify or whatever before labels will even talk to them. Labels do serve a great purpose to help bands get heard. But when they get into you and tell you what to play or tell you what to do or the producer does or whoever, you're compromising yourself and stop. The biggest rock artists of all time got out there and took a chance of falling on their face by doing exactly what they wanted to do, not what they thought would sell. Pretty much every big artist I've ever been into that crosses that line from artist to entertainer and tries to please their audience usually falls on their face, usually loses their main audience. Gets a, an older demographic, a safer thing, but I can't think of too many bands who have crossed into, let's just make a commercial album, when they weren't doing that previously, some bands start that way, and that's fine. Steely Dan, great pop music. ABBA, great, but nothing wrong with their entire catalogs. Great music all the way through. 
But you take a rock band who's been rock forever and all of a sudden they want to try some new techniques to fit in or whatever. Guys, you need to be rock bands and remember that you're rock bands. You don't need to fit in. You can make others fit in with you. Look at Metallica right now. Say what you will about the band. They are more successful now than they've ever been. Uh, they posted a live video of Hired Wired, and somebody said, isn't it funny that Hired Wired sounds better now? The band is firing on all cylinders. That's exactly it. They didn't have to release a new album. They could just release live videos from this tour, and we'd all be going, yeah, because they sound freaking great. It is four guys out there beating the crap out of their instruments and trying to give you every inch of sweat to make you have a great evening at the show and enjoy the music. They spend a lot of money on technology to make the sound good. Watch the uh, Rick Beato, Kurt Hammett interview. That will tell you how much time goes into making these shows worth every penny that you're paying for them. Taylor Swift puts on a great show, too. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not just a, a blinders on to rock, but these pod, this podcast, the two that it was going to be now combined into one, is stop watering down the product. I don't care what format you are. Be who you're supposed to be. You can play a wide variety of rock and still sound like a rock station. You do not have to play country. You do not have to play pop. There's plenty of rock out there. This summer, we increased the amount of currents we play on my very conservative-leaning rock station. There's enough rock music out there that we could find that we don't have to play pop-leaning, country-leaning stuff. There's plenty of rock out there. Go get it. Be rock stations and be what you are. Stop playing the ratings game. Stop playing the Spotify game. Be unique. Be different. When you turn us on, we sound like a great rock station, but the more you listen, the more you realize we don't sound like other rock stations. I program this rock station. <laughs> Nobody else is in charge. I do the logs. I put the imaging together. I'm on the air. I make sure it sounds like the way I want it to sound. I want it to be a rock station like I grew up with. We play a mix of 70s, 80s, and 90s and current stuff. Every three songs gives you two classics and one newer song. It's not rocket science. Sometimes a radio station is about what you don't play. We've removed some 70s songs because it just sounds too old. We've removed some ballads from the 80s because they just don't fit what we do now. But we're not getting too heavy with the station. It's just things evolve. Stations evolve, and they should. But rock still, as much as it evolves... Still is rock. I don't care if it's an 80s song from a band that was drenched. Rush changed their sound many times over the decades. Still sounded like a rock band. Keyboard drenched 80s. Grunge drenched 90s. Growl drenched 2000s. It's still rock. So anyway, um, a lot of people say, all your podcasts are positive. You never talk about anything you don't like. Okay, I don't like that. I know why it happens. Uh, for one, as I said, record labels, blood in the water, make more money, get the artists heard and seen by as many people as possible. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think they're doing bad by their artists. I think they're not helping the radio stations that they're begging to play these artists. That is not always. Sometimes that pitch, when it comes from a record label or a record promoter or someone, management, they're not taking into consideration your radio station at all. They just want you to play it because they need more spins on their chart. They need more stations adding it this week. Well, I listen to everything that comes across my desk. That's been my mode of operation since I started in radio much longer than I like to admit. I listen to everything because how am I going to know if it fits the station? How am I going to hear everything? Well, I do. I, 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 I love music. I love getting new music. So 
if I listen to a song and I don't see a whole lot of stations playing it, but I think it's a hit song, I throw it on the air. Avatar, The Dirt I'm Buried In, came out months ago. I, the first time I heard it, this is going to be their this is going to be their song. This is going to be the one that breaks them at rock radio because they've softened it and they, it's kind of quirky. It's a very unique sounding song. And after the second longest chart duration in rock history behind Trapped, Headstrong, this song finally hit number one. But it took a long it took months, forty weeks or something like that. That's ten months to move up the chart all the way to number one. It took that long for other radio stations and consultants and VPs of programming to go, yeah, okay, we can play Avatar now. I didn't judge the song. I don't judge songs by the band. I used to, you know, by an album cover. When I was, you know, it was just me buying cassettes and CDs at Camelot Music or Turtles in Atlanta. Um, you know, it was based on album covers or songs I heard on the radio. or. But in radio... It's all about the song. And does the song fit the station? So I heard that song when it first came out. Nobody's playing it. And I threw it on the station. I'm like, I have a consultant who was like, really? You know, it's a little early. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the best song they've ever released. As far as radio goes, it may not be your favorite Avatar song if you're a fan, but it's a, it, by far, it's a rock quote unquote hit. Um, and everybody's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Now, 40 weeks later, the song hit number one. <laughs> but I'm not always that right. But again, that proves the point that Radio program. When I came up in radio programmers, we didn't have as much technology. We did have consultants and stuff, but it was still based on gut feelings more than auditorium tests and, and Spotify streams and other, what other radio stations played. Now, there's a lot of numbers involved. But for me, it comes down to listening to the song and does it fit this radio station. So you can send me all the chart numbers that Hardy or Jelly Roll or Ashley McBride or whoever have got all these rock stations playing it, but I'll tell you that's a whole bunch of radio programmers that probably didn't even listen to the song. It was probably brought up in a music meeting by someone, a consultant, a programmer, whatever, and they just put it in because it was starting to get ads. Sometimes that happens. They don't even listen to the songs. they just based on a list of ads. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never put a song on a radio station that I didn't listen to first. I could not do that in good conscience. I don't care if it's, you know, the biggest star on the planet. I run a country station. Garth Brooks puts out something new. I'm going to listen to the song before I put it on the radio. The new Godsmack, the new Wolfgang Van Halen. I didn't just throw it on there. I had to listen to it first. It's great songs. They went on the radio immediately. Too many programmers waiting on those numbers. Too many programmers don't trust. Look. I know what a great rock station sounds like. I want to make a great rock station. I want it something you can listen to all day because I want to listen to it all day. If the songs don't fit, they don't fit. I don't care what the chart position. Same thing with my internet radio station. It skips a lot of, you know, you can look at the top 50 rock songs around the country and there's probably at least 10 of them we're not playing. But I'm playing some, maybe some independent artists or some foreign artists in those positions because I found rock songs elsewhere that fit us better than some of the singles from some of these established artists. If you're an established artist, it's great. You want to stretch, great. But know that I'm evaluating your songs individually, not your album, not your tour. Does this song work on the radio station? No matter how big you are, it doesn't matter. Zeppelin could get back together tomorrow. Still got to hear the song before I put it on the radio facts and when i listen to a song i listen to it multiple years i've said this on a podcast before i listen to it personally is this going to be something i save for myself i'm gonna burn it to cd and listen to it in my car put it on my mp3 player or whatever 
Is it something for one of my radio stations? Does it fit that? Does it require further listening? I love music that requires further listening. I love something that, wow, I don't really know what to think about that. Let me listen to it a few more times. That's probably my favorite song for me personally, but not so much my favorite song for radio because I had a, a guy early on in the radio hierarchy of things tell me that you should be able to hear a hit within 60 seconds or less. And most of the time in any format, yeah, except for progressive rock. Sometimes it takes 60 seconds to two minutes just for the intro of the song before they even get into it. But that's a whole nother ball game. Rock should be rock. I'm not against trying different things, but guys, think about when you push something to radio, when you push something to your management, I'm talking to bands, and somebody tells you to do something, think about where it's going to wind up, right? I've talked to several producers in my career who always say they don't think about charts, they don't think about anything else. They want to get what the band wants out, and they want to make the best record possible. That's not always perfect for radio. And I'm fine with it. I have many albums in my collection, never had radio songs on them. They're some of my favorite albums of all time. That's fine. But if you want to be popular, radio still is a part of that equation. If you want to be on rock stations or country stations or pop stations, then have quality rock songs, quality pop songs, quality country songs. You can have some more variety in the album, but it's still have those fallbacks to what you do as best you do. I'm not saying compromise and just, do the same album over and over like happens to some bands that's when they fail still strive for something different strive to evolve strive to be who you are as a musician but don't give me a pop song and oh god stop with the covers <laughs> please stop i know covers have been around since the dawn of time i see cover bands every weekend around here we don't have a whole lot of national bands here so cover bands are pretty much what we get um and there's a time and a place but when you're an up-and-coming band and you haven't quite broken through yet and you keep releasing covers, stop it. <laughs> Please just stop because you're, you're not getting there. Anyway, I've babbled too long. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm Rockfile. Thank you very much for listening. Have a spectacular day.